Coffee House, I am going to have to renew my apologies for the ridiculous character of a voice that I, I still have. I've been trying to slip in and out of when I sound normal and when I don't, but I, I hit the wrong pocket this time. One thing that I've wanted to do for a while now is have a look at children's books. You know, it's not something that I've read since I was a child. In general, I haven't been able to uh, keep up with the way that they've advanced or developed or changed over time. The books that I grew up with, the children's books, you know, I graduated to uh, literature pretty quickly, but the children's books that I remember from, you know, school library sales and those kinds of things, book drives, are like the Berenstein Bears and uh, that Caterpillar and a couple of other ones. But this one, it was, it has received high praise from what I can tell, and so I thought I'd take a look at it. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse, and the other book that we're going to be looking at as its companion is Where the Wild Things Are. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse is by Charlie Mackesy. And of course, uh, Where the Wild Things Are is by Murray Sendak. And we're going to do what we do, as always. We're going to look at the contents. We're going to do an analysis where we discuss the qualities or lack thereof of the books. And then we are going to do a big picture to try to wrap it into a broader understanding of the world. So, like I said, I want to take a look at some children's literature here. And the first one that we're looking at called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. So the book is about a boy, and he, you're not going to believe this, he runs into a mole, and later there's a fox, and subsequent to that, a horse. It's not an especially clever title, unless, of course, I'm missing something. But the crew ends up on a journey, and they wander into profundities along the way. So the mole that he encounters, uh, he offers some words of encouragement to the mole. And just before we get to the actual uh, substance, the contents of it, it has these sketches, or these drawings along the way, as you might expect in a children's book. And it goes back and forth. It, some of them are finished and have beautiful colors and they're developed. And some of them are still sketched, so they have a lot of the shapes drawn out, like in pencil. And I thought the art style could be really beautiful. And it could have been saying, something and we'll get into that in the analysis but it could have been saying something in the art style but I did I actually like that quite a bit so you have these these illustrations like I said that some look unfinished and some are finished with color and you have those as you go along this story so my favorite most endearing moment happened early on in the story uh, where there's this exchange do you have a favorite saying asked the boy yes said the mole what is it if at first you don't succeed have some cake so I mean there's a philosophy <laughs> So it made me smile, and I appreciated it. Then as you go along, you get a number of these uh, kinds of exchanges that kind of end up in a, in a narrow band. So for an example, what do you think success is? Asked the boy. To love, said the mole. And many of the sentiments kind of uh, repeat that way. There are some good sentiments, like uh, there's an encouragement to be less motivated by fear, more motivated by dreams, which I appreciated. When they meet the fox, the fox is like, ah, I'm gonna eat ya. and But he's quickly rehabilitated and just becomes part of the crew. And then they pretty much spend the rest of the book just loving each other. <laughs> it's just saying words of encouragement to each other. And that's really the book. Like I said, it's got some, it's got the illustrations along the way. There's a point at which the horse says, I've been keeping something from you or something like that, and uh, I actually have wings and they're like oh great so you have wings or whatever and then he grows wings and they go flying around but the ultimate journey is to realize that home is where the heart is or something to that effect is that you can your home because it was ostensibly them the boy trying to get home but he runs into these friends they make great friends and it's just like well wherever we are as long as we're together we can be at home that kind of a an idea so that's pretty much the upshot of the book to move on to where the wild things are 
Most people should be pretty familiar with this. Obviously, Spike Jones directed a film based on this book. But where the wild things are, you have Max in his wolf suit, and he's being a little jerk. <laughs> and uh, I remember how stark this was when I initially saw it. He's ch- chasing his dog around with a fork. And his mother calls him a wild thing, and he said, I'll eat you up, to his mother. And so he gets sent to bed without eating anything. And then while he's in his room, his room grows into a forest, and he ends up sailing on a ship to the land of the wild things, the monsters. He demonstrates some ability to sway the monsters, and uh, they have a party, this wild rumpus. Then at a certain point, he stops the party and sends them off to bed without supper. He starts feeling lonely and smells the food across the world. And then he returns to his room to find his his supper there waiting for him, and it was still hot. So, having laid the foundation of both of the books, I think we can move on to the analysis here. So, the boy and all the other animals <laughs> that he ran into, there was something about it. Like I said, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the illustrations. I thought a lot of those were fantastic. And they had really nice framing, they had good colors in a lot of instances. It was really interesting to see the kind of unfinished works where you had the, the outlines and the shapes of the animals and the boy. And it didn't have, you know, a bunch of details in the faces or anything like that that it was often just shapes stuck together to make it look like the animals themselves and the boy and it was just pleasant to look at just overall it was a unique artistic approach to the drawings very distinctive it did seem over the course of it it had this kind of commitment to pathological weakness there wasn't really anything that was inspiring or aspirational and not much that was really imaginative or important it wasn't something that was trying to push somebody to do something more or be something greater It was just constantly saying, yeah, you're great, you're wonderful, you're always great. It doesn't matter what you do or what else happens, you're great. Which to some degree obviously can be a positive note, but also it can be toxic. So it's really kind of blandly explicit in its ideas and the ideas that it puts across. It's not subtle or particular. It's kind of too general about uh, these profundities and pseudo-profundities that it tries to get across. They're, they're just kind of really broad, like, we love you, you know, and everybody loves everybody, and let's just all love. Which, to some effect, you know, at a certain point, it just doesn't mean anything <laughs> when you're saying things like that. And then when it comes to the actual story itself, I mean, I may be missing something, obviously, when it comes to the thematics of the book, but why a boy, a mole, a fox, and a horse? Obviously, just like uh, Animal Farm or any other kind of uh, book, they could have a particular meaning individually. But the fox itself is a threat initially and then isn't. The horse gets its wings later. You know, a mole would represent, uh, they tend to go underground, I guess. So the question would be, what do those actually mean? And it didn't seem like there were many ideas that were kind of formed in the work itself that would comment upon you know some kind of grander meaning and it could be thematic the the way that the sketches are done that it's a kind of incomplete person incomplete animals the way that the story is incomplete and that the author by the end it he doesn't call it the end he says that it's like oh thankful for the journey that we've been on or something like that so it could be something like that where the unfinished drawings are emblematic of that idea of being unfinished of everything being a process and i could appreciate that to some degree but like i said it didn't seem like there was any particular reason for them to be what they were, and there wasn't much actually said throughout the entirety of the book. So by contrast, where the wild things are, and the boy one, uh, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse, was written in 2019, and where the wild things are was written in 1963. So where the wild things are, 
by contrast, is more subtle. The overarching idea that you get to by the end is enduring parental love, that that is going to be there at the end of your wild ways. So Max realizes his error. He goes off into where the wild things are, and he gets to act out whatever he wants to act out, but eventually he realizes that it's it's not good for him, and it, it doesn't really accomplish much, and he gets annoyed with the, <laughs> the wild things and sends them off to bed with no supper. And so he realizes he just needs to get back to his, his mother, and when he gets there he gets to be embraced by the idea of enduring parental love embodied in the still hot meal that was there of course the drawings themselves are classic it's something that has withstood the test of time but the more important thing for our purposes here is that it was a more subtle idea about love and what's important and um, trying to express something that was universal to children just in general and meaningful to adults and it was so much more subtle with those those things, getting those things across. And I think it makes it much more enduring in that way. There's just something kind of uh, staid and generic about the sanitized lecturing of the initial book, of the boy or whatever. Whereas Where the Wild Things Are really explores uh, what a person is, what they do, what they're motivated by, and what they should do. So uh, having said that, moving on to the big picture. <laughs> Stories matter, so the question is whether they are a reflection or prescription. Do they just demonstrate what people are, you get those reflected in the stories, or are they telling people what to be? As with most things, uh, I'm guessing that it's a little bit of both. So then what values are encouraged? You know, obviously in the boy book, you've got supportive messages. You've got, uh, you know, you're great and you'll be loved and you are loved. The things are spoken very plainly. There's not really much of an aim of the characters other than vaguely returning home. And then they find out that home can be anywhere. For Where the Wild Things Are, there's more of a message of you can throw a fit like a little monster, but you'll realize that it was wrong, and then you'll be able to come home to the warm meal, which is representative of the enduring love of your parents. So there's a degree of complexity that encourages self-reflection in Where the Wild Things Are that isn't there in the initial book. And that's kind of, uh, I guess, the main point that I wanted to make in comparing these two books, is that we are in a desert of self-reflection and a sea of self-worship. Social media becomes this chorus of vanity, where even the worst of us is amplified and encouraged. I mean, we have to do better. I used to think that I hated people, but the truth is that I am disappointed in them. And that includes me. You know, every moment I waste, every sliver of weakness is a slight to the cosmos. We can always do more. We can always be doing more than we are. So, on that note, I'm writing my first nonfiction book, the first nonfiction real analytical book that isn't kind of a, you know, just a joke, fun thing to do. It's massive. I appreciate everyone who has listened so far to any of the episodes. But, of course, we all have so much more to do. And I hope to see you on the next one. All right, bye. (laughs) 